I always say that once you lose your moral compass, you lose your common sense. And I bet everybody listening to this sometimes incredulously looks at what's going on and says, what in the world are they thinking, right? And so that's why they're thinking what they're thinking is because we no longer have the moral compass. And the moral compass comes from the Bible. And once you relegate God um, and, and the Bible itself uh, to something that may be arcane and no longer valuable, or relevant to culture, uh, then you're going to go down. And I think we all know what scripture says, that if you honor God and his word, then the nation is blessed. And if you don't, then watch out. And so that's what I think ultimately we're seeing as a result of um, just dumbing down the gospel and denying the existence of God and the presence of God in our life and in our marketplace and that is another problem where we have excluded God from the marketplace of yeah. ideas, of information, uh, of moral code. Um, and so by necessity, you know, we need it. And when it is absent, uh, nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> and so when you remove that, something has to go in and fill the place of that. And we know that the enemy is the one who fills that uh, void with yeah. his misinformation and his evil. Yeah. And so I think we're just seeing the end result of all that. You know, the churches right now uh, are just dwindling down. I'm here in Jersey, you know, the churches are just coming down to like nothing. I mean, people are, they're getting like 40, 30, at, you know, in the churches, you know, why are people like not, holding on to their, their faith and, and realizing that, that Jesus is, is, you know, the Lord of their life. You know, there will always be pockets of believers who are true to the word, true to the gospel, and people will gravitate toward that because in, internally we know what is right and true, right? Um, you know, our ears can get tickled for so long, <laughs> using the sure. scriptural term, right? Yes. Until our souls are no longer tickled and we are weighted down with our own inconsistencies, our own sin, our own insufficiencies. And we know that we need to then return to the God who fills that void. Yes. And the Holy Spirit who can guide us and direct us into what all truth, right? That's what scripture says. So then we look for the things that are truthful rather than the things that tickle our ears. And if we are honest with ourselves, we will then go to those places like an oasis. Yeah. So I think that's what we're looking at. You know, there are oases in the desert mm -hmm. and they're going to grow. They're going to thrive. And the others are just going to continue to dwindle. And I think that's what you're seeing. And I, I think certainly in Jersey, um, <clears throat> we've seen that happen. There are places that continue to thrive. Um, and I suspect you see that in other places uh, as well. Yeah. So so how do we turn our focus from the politics, the media, all that to Jesus and the Bible? How do we turn that way? Well, there's the, the $64 million question, as we used to say. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that. a billion dollar question today, 
Uh, well, you know, the only way I see that happening, frankly, is for each of us um, to take our roles as believers seriously and promulgate the gospel as much as possible um, and begin to live out the gospel more forcibly than we have in the past um, and understand that if we actually think that the government is going to be our savior, uh, then we are badly mistaken. And so I think we have replaced one savior for another, mm -hmm. our culture, even yes. among Christians, yes. particularly by establishing uh, ways in which we uh, raise up um, all these groups mm -hmm. uh, that feel like I've got to attack the enemy so we've created the enemy, the left, which is which is basically an enemy of the gospel in its philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand who the true enemy is, uh, because so the culture wars have been created. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is that when you have a war, you have to have an enemy, mm -hmm. but we focused on the wrong enemy mm -hmm. because the gospel only says we have one, right? We know who the enemy is, to, seeking to devour whomever mm -hmm. exactly. uh, and so i think we have to individually and corporately begin to um and i have a saying that when you raise the flag higher than the cross you have a problem mm -hmm. and i think we need to raise up the cross more more than the problems mm -hmm. um and the government as our savior and raise up the cross and jesus um because he is the one that has the power the cross has the power to change I really don't have much power in and of myself. Yeah. Any group that I'm a part of that's going to believe the government is the power to save mm -hmm. um, is badly mistaken. Uh, I really want to be clear on what I'm saying. I think that's vital and necessary for people to be involved in the calling of their lives if they feel it is within politics and government and, and doing the things that pertain to godliness and truth and standing for that. So I think people who are called to that should do it. I'm just talking in a corporate sense, you know, what any of us can do mm -hmm. because it all boils down to what individually we can do. Absolutely. And so what individually we can do is raise the cross up um, in Jesus, and then he will draw men to himself. And the more people that are drawn to him, they will then be changed because then they will see that it is not us versus them. It's us together. Um, and so that's what I think we can do. Uh, that may be too simplistic an answer for some, uh, but I don't think there's a better answer to necessitate true change mm -hmm. than the gospel. So now here comes the, the, the other $64 million question. <laughs> How do you see God moving? That when people's ears no longer get tickled because their souls are so aching. You know, they're going to then look for something. So I think there's a pendulum, mm -hmm. you know, so tired of, and most people are that I know of, you know, this whole nonsense of wokeism um, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, to me, I wrote a book about political incorrectness uh, the Politically Incorrect Jesus. That's one of my books. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the nonsense that politically correct thinking leads us to 
it's intellectual dishonesty at best. And so for, to um, to have me want to believe in something that I don't believe in just is so convoluted in my thinking. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually people get to see and get tired of the things that do not fill them mm. with peace and grace. And they will then begin to look elsewhere. And that's why we have to be ready to always have the gospel in a presentation whether it's in a movie, in a, in, a, in a song, in our lives, so that we all become living, walking testaments of where you can find peace and grace and love um, from God uh, because you're tired of all the other stuff. Where can they find out more about you? Well, you can go to joebataglia.com. It's that simple. And you will find out more about my um my personal side, the author, um, you know, then, you know, I have my company Renaissance communications and, you know, people can find out about my corporate side. Uh, and that's at R E N N.com. Um, I kind of shortened it. I mean, there is no word Ren.com, but Renaissance was taken and it's too long and most people don't know how to spell it. And what would you like to leave my audience with today? Seek after truth, explore for it yourself. You know, scripture says that if you lack wisdom, seek it. And James, right, he admonishes us mm -hmm. to seek after it. Um, be the person that God wants you to be and you will become the person that you would like to be um, and and people will find favor in your sight um, and that um, and you will find favor with them so you know and then I tell people because they always ultimately ask me well how do I know God's will <laughs> for my life to achieve that and then I like to say to them very simply you misunderstand you are God's will it's not what you do. Don't look for it. Be it. And God's will for you is to be more like Jesus. You do that, and then he will order your steps and bring you into the land that he has prepared for you. So that is God's will for you in your life. If this ministry has blessed your life, would you like, subscribe, and share this with others? We are here to fulfill the Great Commission. So be sure to come back next time for another episode of The Call with Nancy Sebado. You'll be blessed. Do you listen to the call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call? What sound is heard? Only by